are listening to the Story Inverse Podcast, a podcast dedicated to guiding and inspiring Christian storytellers to glorify God with excellent craftsmanship. I'm your host, Grace Livingston, and welcome to our seventh episode on Lifeway and the future of bookstores. Hey everyone, I'm Grace Livingston. I'm Josiah DeGruff. I'm Hope Ann. And I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and today, we're going to be discussing the future of Christian bookstores and the digitization of book selling as a whole. So guys, Lifeway recently announced that they will be closing all 170 of their remaining stores by the end of the year. And if you remember, Family Christian Books went out of business two years back. What do you think this means for the Christian market? Is there still a place for explicitly Christian fiction? So I think there, uh, I think there definitely is a, an opinion that that may or may not be skewed by the fact that my experience with Christian bookstores is a bit limited. But I mean, if you know, if you ask me, with most of my the books on my bookshelf, a, a large majority of them came from Amazon, not from a physical bookstore. That's something I've been trying to change lately as I've been trying to buy more from Barnes and Nobles um, because I don't like how much of a market share Amazon is getting. But I don't think I'm alone in, you know, getting a lot of books from Amazon because I think in some ways this is part of a greater cultural shift in publishing away from brick and mortar bookstores. I mean, Barnes and Nobles, there's rumors that might be closed by the end of the year. So I don't think this is as much a move away from Christian publishing as much as it's just a move away from brick and mortar bookstores. That's pretty much what I feel like too. It's just the way things are being sold more and more often nowadays. I don't ever shop in a Christian bookstore, but probably 95% of the books I own came from a brick and mortar bookstore. And I own a lot of Christian fiction. To separate Christian bookstores from Christian publishing, I think might be helpful because you can take a Christian book and put it on the Christian section in a secular bookstore, and that makes sense. But there's not, in my experience, enough Christian books to really justify a whole store. There's there's Christian stuff in there, and then there's spiritual stuff, and then there's secular books for teens and kids, and then there's pillows and figurines. And and it's like there's not enough actually Christian books to have a whole store, whereas to have a Christian book, you can put it in a secular store and sell it as a Christian book. I think the the two can maybe be separated out a little bit. And so just because Christian bookstores are failing, I don't know that you have to say that Christian publishing is failing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just to tack on to sometimes when I'm in both, I, I feel like I'm finding more heresy in a Christian bookstore than a Barnes & Noble's. <laughs> Think of that, what you will. Emphatic nodding. Yes, gain this an audio that Brandon is nodding emphatically to that comment. I rarely go to a bookstore in general. The one place I go is Barnes & Noble on Black Friday. Besides that, I pretty much buy everything online or at Goodwill. You guys make me really, really sad. Like, really sad. You're supposed to be my writing people, and you buy all your books on Amazon? No, so, like I said, I made a resolution at the beginning of this year that I'm going to start buying books off of Barnes & Nobles, because even though it like, costs five extra dollars per book, I don't want Amazon to have the monopoly. 
I don't buy books at all. I'm still the library reader. Shut up! What the heck, Grace? Grace I know! Hope was awesome! She gave me Fox for my birthday, but I'd already gotten it for Christmas, so I was excited because, yes, I finally have two copies of one book, even though it's one of the only books I actually have a physical copy of. My bookshelf is pitiful, guys. Gracie, stop. I, I have been sorely missing having a good used bookstore in my area, to be completely honest. There's a great used bookstore where I went to college. And when I first moved into where I currently live, there's a used bookstore here, but that closed within like two months of me coming here. We have this place in Fort Wayne. It makes my head hurt after a little bit because the smell is so strong. It smells of books, but it's like rows and rows and the books are like piled to the ceiling and there's piles of books all over the floor. And you can't really find anything there except by accident, but it looks really cool. These rolling, rolling ladders along the bookshelves you can climb up. I don't know if you're supposed to climb up them. Most of the ones said signs say not to, so I just found one that did not have a sign on it and climbed up that one. But, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to climb up the rolling ladder, okay? We're going to go to break now, and when we return, we'll discuss what the digitization of books holds for both authors and readers. Also, be sure to listen to the very end of this episode for a special surprise. We'll be right back. Huge thank you to our new Patreon supporter, Taylor Clogston, for helping make everything we do as Story Amers possible. Want to help us continue to inspire and encourage Christian storytellers? Visit patreon.com forward slash storyumbers to become a supporter. You'll get behind the scenes look at how Story Embers is run, a chance to give feedback on new goals we hope to accomplish, and other cool perks like video call meetups with staff members, exclusive SE merchandise, and more. Story Embers takes dozens of hours to run each week, and your support means so much as we strive to help you grow in your writing and improve the SE site as a whole. Welcome back, everyone. I'm with SC staffers Josiah DeGraff, Hope Ann, and Brandon Miller, and we're discussing Lifeways Closing and the future of brick-and-mortar bookstores. As you mentioned, Josiah, Lifeways Closing seems to be part of a bigger picture where we have brick-and-mortar stores shuttering all over the country as the digital side of things is growing. As authors, what are your thoughts on the digitization of bookselling as a whole? I don't know if it would make it easier or harder. I think it's just a different angle that you're going at because there is a different way that you're going to be approaching readers because you're approaching them completely digitally as approach as opposed to a brick and mortar store they might not be walking to a bookstore and seeing your book they're going to have to see your book through other sources basically you're just going to be shifting gears online which is kind of just how i've always done my stuff so yeah I, I think that's pretty similar to what my strategy will be if I decide to indie publish. And part of it may just, you know, I don't know how much it is due to the fact that, you know, as a millennial, the rest of us here, you know, we're just more used to the digital world. But that's where I find, you know, I'm more comfortable marketing, finding the audience, pulling them there. That seems to me to be more reliable than whether or not someone happens to find the book while they're browsing, browsing through the bookshelf, which it may or they may not, um, which to me makes digital marketing a bit more practical and effective in your ability to actually reach the readers who are going to want to find your book by being able to reach out to them singly and directly, as opposed to on a shelf with, you know, 20 to 30 different books also there vying for your their direct attention. 
I think that to an extent as an author, digitalization is a really good thing for a lot of the reasons you guys have mentioned, but especially just because that's how the world works now. And by adapting, we, we avoid becoming an antiquated industry. But to kind of jump forward to the reader perspective, uh, I still like a paper book. And I will mm-hmm. buy, I buy digital books, but if I buy an ebook and I like it, my next step is to go buy the paperback or the hardcover to have it in my hand. And I know that there are a lot of people that are like that. I don't think at any time soon we're heading towards a totally digitized industry. I agree. I'm with you on that front. You know, if I like a book, I'm going to want to have a hard copy, not just have it online. Yeah, I do the same thing. I rarely read ebooks just because I forget about them. I do like paperback much better. I will spend the extra money to get that. And I feel like that creates a kind of an interesting tension there between, you know, how we view things as, as readers and how we view things as writers. And the fact that, you know, it seems like all of us prefer paperback books as readers. And yet as writers, you know, especially going the indie publishing route, most of your money, for better or for worse, is going to come from the digital books, not the paperbacks. And I mean, tying back into our, our discussion about bookstores, for better or for worse, you know, as a writer, you know, the fact that physical bookshops are, are closing down doesn't bother me as much, but as a reader, it certainly does. Like, there's nothing I like better than you're going to a local independent bookstore that's not part of a chain or anything else, and just see what it's like. This uh, past week, you know, a couple weekends ago, I was in Asheville, and they had this awesome, awesome local bookstore there. There would be little notes on each of the bookshelf on on the bookshelves with favorites from the different staff, and it just had this, you know, authentic local kind of homey feel that I just loved. And that's the sort of thing I, I feel like I miss. I'll miss the most as brick and mortar stores go down. Is as a writer, while I might care not care. As a reader, I certainly care because of what it adds to the community um, and to the ability to serve book lovers, you know, in general. Thanks for joining me, Josiah Hope and Brandon, and thank you listeners for tuning in. As always, you can learn more about today's panelists by visiting storyumbers.org forward slash about. Now it's your turn. What do you think about the digitization of book selling? Are you team paperback or team ebook? Am I really the only one who still relies on community or online libraries? Let us know in the comments, please. And join me next time as Josiah Hope and Brandon talk about how their faith has impacted their storytelling on the next episode of the Story Embers podcast. And I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> Come on, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry. No, I actually like it. Can we actually have that be the introduction? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Well, that's fine with me. Yeah, I worked a ten and a half hour shift today, so you guys are getting the fun branded now. Ah. Oh, dear. Yikes.